1170, The Answer. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. It is Taco Tuesday here. The earth is quaking. It has been quaking since early, early, early this morning. Seems like there was a couple of earthquakes out at Cabazon, which is about two and a half hours or so from here. There's some amazing outlets out there. The good news is that uh, there was no uh, property damage of any kind or uh, a significant property damage or, or any threats. Um, but it was kind of, I think, symbolic of the earthquake that was yet to come later on in the day when President Trump fulfilled one of his most important campaign promises, and that was to pull out of the Iran nuke deal. What a day it's been. And the reverberations, the aftershocks, that was like a 9.5 on the Richter scale today, in my opinion. And the aftershocks are still being felt. And joining me, as always, uh, whether it's earthquake weather or whatever's going on and all the shocking uh, news of the day, it's DJ Carrot Sticks. Hey, does anyone want Carrot Sticks? Get them out of here. Get them out of here. That's kind of what Trump said today about that Iran nuclear deal. Kind of what he said. About John Kerry, in a sense, too. Get him out of here. He didn't want to hear any more about that. John Kerry going over there committing an act of treason. I think it was Devin Nunes who said that he should be, you know, uh, calling on Attorney General Sessions, saying that he should be, you know, uh, arrested for treason. Talk about collusion going on over there. What I found interesting that I haven't really heard other people talking about, um, because uh, Victory in Europe Day didn't get a whole lot of media press, uh, but today today was Victory in Europe Day. And I kind of thought that it was really fitting how very appropriate, first of all, that there was an earthquake before uh, the big announcement was made today. But I also thought it was incredibly fitting that President Trump made this announcement on the same day, the anniversary of victory in Europe. And why was that important to me? Because this is the restoration of the America that did save the world from Nazism. The same America that saved the world from communism. That's who's back. That's who's back today. And so when I heard the criticism of our, quote, allies criticizing President Trump, you know, France, Macron, and um, Theresa May, from Great Britain, they should be, you know, on, on the anniversary of victory in Europe, they should have been reminded to not criticize the world's superpower that has saved the world from Nazism and communism. I think that they should have just said thank you. Joining me now to discuss uh, the Iran nuke deal is Daniel Greenfield. Uh, hi, Daniel. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a fantastic day. Yeah, it is. And I want to play a couple of, uh, for those of, of who didn't get to see his speech, uh, I feel like it's important to play a couple of clips from it, Daniel, because I don't know if you got to, to hear it live. And I printed out the transcript and then, you know, just it, it, it 
people were kind of, um, if you saw any of the headlines about the speech itself, it was, oh my gosh, you know, it, you would, it, it sounded as though he was declaring he was going to drop a bomb on Iran. It, they said they made it seem like it was so um, overly aggressive, and I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was appropriately aggressive, and I want to play a couple of uh, key parts of the speech. I am announcing today that the United States will withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal. And he goes on to explain what will happen if we don't pull out from this deal. We know exactly what will happen. In just a short period of time, the world's leading state sponsor of terror will be on the cusp of acquiring the world's most dangerous weapons. And then he goes on to explain what will happen with that. After the sanctions were lifted, the dictatorship used its new funds to build nuclear-capable missiles, support terrorism, and cause havoc throughout the Middle East and beyond. Well, that was a different clip than what I what I thought he was going to say there. But what I liked about that last clip, Daniel, is that it really goes to the heart of the fact that this deal, not only was it not, Daniel, ever intended, in my opinion, to actually stop Iran from getting nuclear capability, we actually funded it, didn't we? Absolutely. We poured in a fortune. And I'm not just talking about the $1.7 billion that Obama illegally shipped in foreign currency to Iran. I'm talking about this huge scale of sanctions where we've uh, we funded Iran's nuclear program. Um, we actually bought nuclear materials from it. But not only that, we funded its expansionism. We funded its wars in Iraq and Syria and Yemen and Lebanon. Um, we, fund, we funded its continuing terrorism against Americans in Syria and in Afghanistan. Um, we funded its war on us. Yeah. And so, you know, people today, what, what's uh, in concerning to me today is that I expected the left to go hysterical on this. I expected to read the headlines if he if he pulled out that this is the greatest threat to, that the United States and President Trump pulling out is the greatest threat to American national security. I didn't expect to even hear that there are some Republicans that thought that we should have stayed in this. There was absolutely no benefit to us to stay in it. But my question to you, though, is given the fact that we did send $150 billion in a variety of different ways, including $1.5 billion in actual actual dollars that were taxpayer treasure that was laundered and sent over in pallets in the thick of the night because it was funded up front because they've already made the progress that they've made in the program as documented by Israel. Uh, Is this merely getting to the practical matters in terms of actually stopping them from getting a nuke? How, how is this, is this really just symbolic at this point? Because we know that the deal really just kicked it down the road. There was the sunset clause and all that. Was this merely symbolic? It's not just symbolic. First of all, the deal um, was a lie. And once we, as long as we remained in the deal, we kept the lie alive. Um, the lie is the idea that Iran is not pursuing a nuclear weapons program. So when Trump withdrew from it, it's a statement that the lie is over, that Iran is pursuing a nuclear weapons program. And yes, that's symbolic, but it also has a lot of important practical political power on an everyday level, because when people came forward, when they talked about Iran's nuclear um, program, you... Um, you had the Iran deal echo chamber coming out and saying, there's no nuclear program. Look, we're part of this agreement. The agreement is working. Um, When Trump withdrew from it, the agreement is not there. It's not working anymore. But the second thing is, 
we, we can actually go back to sanctions. We can actually begin uh, going through the same process that President Trump did that actually brought North Korea to the negotiating table that actually forced them to make serious concessions because Iran made no real legitimate concessions under Obama. Obama gave them sanctions relief in exchange for a political victory. Um, and the United States has a great deal of leverage when it actually comes to applying and enforcing sanctions, uh, particularly when it comes to Europe. That's why all these European leaders were coming here. But that's why Macron was here. And they were trying to talk Trump into uh, keeping the deal in place because they've got a lot of business interests in Iran, but they've got even more business interests in America, which means we can actually get there. We can actually recreate a serious sanctions regime and we can actually force Iran to make serious concessions. Absolutely. I, I think it's it's absolutely critical that that whether or not we end up able to you know effectively stop them from from getting a nuke it's absolutely critical that we have a president of the united states that when he says he's going to do something that he does it that he does it as he said today in his speech that he doesn't make empty promises and the world needs to know and our enemies this is as president trump said today he spoke more harshly and more aggressively against them than any president has and the the united states media has a problem with that no we should be celebrating that you got to call your enemies out like he did today. He called them out for who they are, the largest state sponsor of terrorism who has killed hundreds of Americans. And, you know, uh, and that's just in the Iraq war funded Hezbollah and other acts of, of terror. Um, but he goes on. It also sets up the North Korea negotiations and talks, doesn't it? It does. It sends North Korea a message that we're serious, that there's, there isn't going to be a free ride here anymore. Because in previous negotiations, North Korea got a free ride. They made a sort of promises, and then the United States was too nervous to actually move away from it, under, particularly under Clinton. Uh, this sends a message that we will walk away from a bad deal, that we're not going to put up with betrayal, with treason, with double talk. Yeah, in fact, um, I was listening to the great Rush Limbaugh today, and he was saying that uh, that he predicted that the and he was absolutely right that the less talking points was going to immediately be uh, that oh my gosh, this just makes it so much more difficult for him to go and do anything with North Korea and get a deal with North Korea. And to me, that just proves why that Trump needed to do this because it should not be easy, Daniel, for us to get an enemy of the state. An, an evil regime that, you know, terrorizes and slaughters its own people and mistreats its own people. And is in, in the case of Iran, the largest state sponsor of terrorism, it should not be easy to get somebody like that to come to the table and do a deal. So, you know, and, and this sends a message to North Korea that we're not going to do a deal just to do a deal. It's got to be in the interest of the United States and in our best interest. And it's got to be serious and it's got to be genuine or we're just not even going to do it. Exactly. And President Trump is the art of the deal guy. Uh, he's shown that he will walk away from a bad deal. And we've never been willing to do that before. Absolutely. Um, well, I think it was it, it also important in um, for, from a campaign promise standpoint. There are people today that are saying that it was merely symbolic or that, that he doesn't really have a plan B. Um, I think that um, that that's yet to come with the sanctions. I think that from a political standpoint, from from President Trump's presidential legacy standpoint, I think it's important for him to fulfill the campaign promises. And for Obama, you know, he comes out today with his statement and, you know, it's just, you know, it's just one more piece of, of the Obama legacy that's gone. And I think that it's, that's a great thing for America. So many, you know, people were upset as I was 
that when Obama was, you know, as, as president, that he was doing everything with executive order. And thank goodness he did. Thank goodness that he didn't treat this as a treaty and actually get it, you know, approved through Congress. Because, you know, with the with the Republicans that we've got that are weak need, we've had too many Republicans saying that Iran was complying with this. Thank goodness that Obama, I never thought I would say this, Daniel, but thank goodness he did this through executive order, which he didn't really have the capacity to do, because that made it possible for Trump to do what's right for the American people and for him to get his agenda fulfilled, which is what the American people wanted, correct? Exactly. And um, Obama came out with a statement complaining that um, there should be credibility across different administrations. uh, But, you know, he was warned by the Senate that you actually have to submit this as a treaty if you want it to be if you want to be ratified by the Senate. Uh, Otherwise, any new administration can just wave it away. And that's exactly what happened. He refused. He was gambling that Hillary Clinton would succeed him. And he proved to be very wrong. And he's coming out there now and talking about how we've uh, betrayed. We've walked out on our closest allies. He was one who walked out on all our allies in the Middle East when he actually signed this treaty. This reverses it. um, This restores the rule of law, because, among other things, it's the Senate that actually approves treaties. And when you don't when you don't uh, when you take a treaty and you don't put it past the Senate, um, then it has no credibility, has no standing whatsoever, and it's an attack on the Constitution. Absolutely. And so um, for those today saying that, well, there's no provisions in there for the United States to back out of it, we'd, we're we not the, we're the ones that aren't in compliance, Daniel. I don't know if you heard that today, but that really gave me a chuckle. Okay, let's get this straight. Obama gets us into a deal through executive order that he really didn't have the right to do. Um, you know, we don't, and, and we're somehow supposedly obligated for the rest of our lives as a nation to continue in that. You know, we're, you know, we're a sovereign nation. You know, we have the right to be in whatever deal we, we don't. And thank goodness we got President Trump who's pulled us out of the TPP. He's trying, he's going to get us out of NAFTA. Uh, he's gotten us out of this bad deal. And, you know, um, Obamacare is basically hanging by a thread. Um, but this is, this is an amazing day uh, for America to me because it really uh, – we- there's still a long, hard road left to go with this. But it clearly sent a message around the world. President Obama sent the message when he did um, – Uh, As Dinesh D'Souza predicted, he left America economically and militarily neutered while he gave rise to radical Islam all across the Middle East. And, you know, we've got a small window to take it back. And I praise President Trump for doing so. Daniel Greenfield, your blog is Sultan Kanish, correct? Yes, it is. All right. Well, I encourage everybody to go and read Daniel's articles. Daniel, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me on. All right. Now, stay tuned, because when we come back, you know, it is heating up all around the the country today on these primaries. It is election year. There's primaries today in West Virginia, Ohio, Indiana, and North Carolina. And guess who's been following it? Andrea K. show favorite, Gerard Lamero. He's going to be here, so don't go anywhere. We've got more coming up. And if you want to be a part of the show, 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. 
Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. The power company changed their peak hours from 4 to 9 p.m. That's when you're not producing power. I have a solution for that. Battery backup system. You might not know what that is, but combined with solar, you can program these batteries to charge and discharge at will, meaning you control how you're getting and using your power that you produced. My name is Jesse Keegan, owner of Keegan Electric Solar. After serving in the Marine Corps, I've decided to make San Diego my home. I'm not a salesman, just an electrician who wants to help customers zero out their electric bill. I only use the best equipment with 25-year warranties, in-phase microinverters, LG panels. I will custom design a system to meet your needs. If you need an electrical panel upgrade, I'm offering a $2,000 credit with the purchase of an installed solar panel system. To learn more, go to KeeganElectricSolar.com. That's KeeganElectricSolar.com. I can't wait to help you with your power solutions. Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com. Visit KeeganElectricSolar.com today. Right now, thousands of children in developing countries are condemned to a life of poverty because they lack an education. In fact, half of all Haitian children are growing up illiterate. Why? Because families earning less than $2 a day can't spare money for school supplies. They need every penny for survival. But there is an answer. Cross International. They work with Christian schools in countries like Haiti to provide education, breaking the cycle of poverty. By supporting Cross International's Divine Shelter School Network, you'll provide a Christian scholarship and the gospel to a child for just $88. That scholarship, created in your family's name, helps a child attend quality Christian classes. For just $22 more, you'll also provide food to that child. Would you please gift the scholarship for a needy child with a one-time gift of $88 or $110 and provide a hot meal every school day? We need your help now. Call 1-866-843-9500 or online at am1170theanswer.com. This is Lonnie Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. There's a fine line between compassion and foolishness when it comes to public policy impacting the homeless. Unfortunately, a whole host of cities, particularly in California, have crossed that line. In San Francisco, liberal policies and neglectful elected officials have enabled disorder. The homeless are camped out on sidewalks, public drug use is soaring, and some streets are littered with waste. In 2017, over 7,000 homeless people were found during a one-night count. And this year, there have already been over 8,000 requests to clean up human waste and another 3,700 to pick up needles left on the street. We should be a compassionate society, but we also must recognize when our leaders have failed in their fundamental responsibility, both to help those in need and to promote public safety. The time for action is long past due. I'm Lon Hee Chen. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, preparing leaders for the public square. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170 if you'd like to be a part of the show. It's getting hot. It's getting heated out there in these primary races going on in West Virginia and Indiana and Ohio and North Carolina. And joining me now to break it all down is the man... 
who gets it. He's the analyst who gets inside of it all. And actually, it makes some bold predictions. He was the first guy to predict that President Trump was going to win. And he has been right on all of his bold predictions. And so he is such a fan favorite of the show. Welcome back, Gerard Lamero. Hi, it's great to be back with you. A fantastic show in a fantastic city. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, Speaking of fantastic, it looks like things are looking pretty good for uh, certain uh, Republican candidates in the primaries out there. How are these races looking to you? What should we be looking for? What's so important in these races tonight? Well, you know, they're talking about a blue wave. You remember hearing about that months ago? They were talking about that. Well, in my newest book, More Great News for America, I predict a conservative wave. Not not a red wave, but a conservative wave, which means conservative Republicans and and not just Republicans. And uh, that's what's coming out. You take a look at the people who are winning left and right. We have... Uh, Ted Cruz supporting one of the candidates who looks like he's won the election. Uh, You go from state to state, and uh, they're trying to outdo each other for supporting Trump and conservative policies. So I think uh, it's a conservative wave. By the way, these three states that have have senators uh, up for re-election, Ohio, West Virginia, and Indiana, they all have Democratic uh, current incumbents, I think all three of those seats are going to be lost to these conservatives who are winning tonight. So I think this is plus three seats uh, uh, based on these primaries. Oh, interesting. Uh, looking at the governor races, what I found interesting is that uh, the word is in Ohio that Kasich um, might be in for a struggle. What are your thoughts there? Absolutely. Well, you know what? Establishment Republicans, and boy, he's an establishment guy. Mm. He didn't even show up for the Republican National Convention in his own state. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. (laughs) In 2016, he didn't even show up. I mean, he acted like he wasn't a Republican. Well, a lot of the people who are rhinos, Republicans name only, they're getting shown the door by the voters. I think Kasich is a clear loser in the sense that uh, he's going to be uh, seeing a much more conservative governor in uh, the state of Ohio. Yeah, you know, um, I might, I've got a lot of family in Ohio, and they didn't vote for him, and none, none of their friends voted for him back in the in the presidential race. He won. He ended up winning the state during the primary, but not because any of my people voted voting for him. And, and many people were outraged at the time that he didn't show up for the convention. I had forgotten about that, but they also didn't appreciate his attacks on President Trump. And, you know, him even coming out recently saying that he just may throw his hat in the ring for president in 2020. Um, You know, today is Twitter Tuesday, and I've got some interesting tweets to share. I'm not the biggest Twitter fan, but what I do love about Twitter, Gerard, is that, and I think you're actually on Twitter more than I am, but I love how um, people's tweets, I love the tweets that people pull out that um, they can't they can't deny that they made and you know people will say oh well that tweet didn't age well well there are some tweets that are relevant to John Kasich today because he was the one that said that we shouldn't get into this Iran nuke deal and then he comes out blasting President Trump today for pulling out of the deal and it's like what kind of you're talking about how all these races around the country people are trying to you know cozy up to Trump and out Trump Trump and then he comes out today I guess as some strategy thinking that he's going to badmouth Trump and pulling out of the deal and think that's going to be a winner on primary day he might as well join another party (laughs) he's ridiculous uh his his positions are so out of tune with the american people and the voters 
that uh, he just doesn't get it. He's much like a Democrat in the sense that a lot of these Democrats just don't get what the American voters want. And he's one of them. And he's being, you know, his policies are being rejected. Uh, Trump did a great job. He pulled out of an absolutely horrible uh, deal. I studied that detail, uh, that deal in detail in 2015. I remember reading the documents, reading the, the United Nations documents. It was a terrible deal. I mean, it was everything going for the Iranians, nothing going for America. And at the same time, they're sponsoring things in the street, marches in the street that say death to America, death to Israel. And we're going to give them $1.7 billion and, and a free ride to get to uh, ballistic missile technology and nuclear weapons? That was an absurd deal. And, of course, it should have been uh, absolutely killed, and Donald Trump didn't. By the way, it was never done properly because when you make a deal among nations, our Constitution says, and I quote, well, I won't quote the exact words, but it says that you've got to have the Senate approve a treaty. Right. When you have an agreement among nations, that is a treaty. Uh, Obama knew that the Senate would never uh, go for it, so he went around the yeah. Senate. And guess what? That means it, killing it is real easy. You just write yeah. an executive order. Trump did it. I saw the executive order today. It's great. And it's done. History. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Obama liked to act like he was a dictator. He, you know, he had much in common with the dictators around the world in terms of attitude. And it was such an egregious deal. It was so bad for the United States that you literally had to wonder what side that Obama was on because you could not have entered into that deal and have it be on the side of Americans. And there's still aspects to that deal, Gerard, that we, we still don't know because they were done in secret that uh, John Kerry was a part of. And then you got John Kerry going over there uh, in some uh, treasonous act of shadow diplomacy in order to try to, you know, uh, undercut President Trump. And I think that that made the final decision for Trump. I have a feeling that Trump was like, oh, I got to send a message to the world that there there's a new sheriff in town and it's me. And, and, sh- and, and, and how disgusting of the Obama administration that they won't leave, Gerard. Have you ever seen anything like this? Well, you've got a former right. president and former secretary of state and all these people that just literally refuse to get off the stage. You're no longer in any official capacity. Go away. We almost need to have some form of legislation. I guess it's the Logan Act. We need something to stop these formers from thinking that they've got a right to continue to try to act in official capacity on the part of the United States. Well, I heard today that what Kerry was telling uh, the Iranians and others was, hey, don't worry about Trump. I'm running for president in 2020, and when I'm president, we'll undo what Trump just did. Well, um, you know— I don't know if that's true, but that's what I heard, and and I'll tell you. Uh, the Logan Act says that basically American citizens cannot do anything to undo or work against the government of the United States. And I think that Kerry is in clear violation of that. He's trying to undo the policy that the American president uh, plans to carry forth in the Iranian deal area. He was duly elected by the Presidential Electoral College, and he is our president. That is our policy. He campaigned on it. And guess what? He's living up to his promises by getting rid of this horrible deal. And I think Kerry's trying to go against the election, and I think the Democrats are acting like they don't believe in democracy. Well, they don't. guess what? They lost the election. It's time to go sit home and play golf or do whatever they do. 
when they're not bothering the American people with their stupid policies. Well, I will tell you, Gerard, that I wish that we had uh, the conservative side actually had as much commitment to pushing our agenda as the left does because they push it all day, every day, and they push the envelope legally in order to do it. And I think they can get they they're doing that because they understand that they have an they have an FBI and a Department of Justice that has their back. And that that includes Republicans. I'm tired of hearing people on the left say, well, Rosenstein and others are Republican. President Trump faced two uh, President Trump faced two opposition parties when he took office. And that includes some Republicans and part of the establishment that really want to keep that power entrenched in D.C. And it is time for Jeff Sessions. If we really want to see President Trump fully uh, have his agenda in place, it's got to involve uh, routing out the deep state and getting them out of the way. We've got Haspel that's up. She's going to be at nomination hearings tomorrow, Gina Haspel for CIA director. And this is a woman that was not ahead of the head of the CIA or the department when there was enhanced interrogation techniques going on. That was Jim Brennan. And he got, ha- he, you know, because he was Obama's pick or whatever, he, he slid through. You know, we've got, we've got to start holding the, the criminals in, in our government accountable. And that includes John Kerry and Hillary Clinton and, and Obama and the rest. And, you know, we've got to we've got to you know have president trump be in a position to be able to get his agenda forward final thoughts my final thought is it's going to happen i i think there are a lot of things that are about to happen we don't have a lot of time to go into the detail have me back and i'll give you more detail okay. but i i tell you what i i think sessions is going to be losing his job shortly i think rosenstein is also i think that whole bunch about a dozen or so doj and fbi people are going to face justice i think it's going to take time to unwind the incredible mess they've created back there but i think eventually by the time that trump gets to the end of his second time the fbi is going to be praised again the doj will be praised again because they both believe in the constitution and the rule of law i think by that time a lot of people who we're currently hearing in the news are going to either be in jail or facing their prosecution. Well, you heard it here. Gerard Lamero and Gerard's predictions always come true, right? That's well, most of them actually do. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gerard Lamero, thank you so much for being here. Great news for America and more great news for America. You need to get both copies, America. Thank you so much for being here, Gerard. Great to be with you. Great show in a great city. Uh, Thank you so much. Now, stay tuned because we've got more uh, great news, actually. We've got somebody. What future Democrat hero that was being groomed to run for president of the United States got caught putting his hands across women's faces and doing worse against women? We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about what celebrity did worse than Dinesh D'Souza. And uh, she needs to have her comeuppance as well. Stay tuned. More Andrea Keisha coming up. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. If you don't have an estate plan, then the state, not you, will determine what happens to everything you've worked so hard to provide for your family. Hi, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley. I know this not only because of my professional experience, but also having survived a seven-year probate after my father passed away. With the average home in California valued at $1.5 million, that equates to $66,000 in probate fees. The value in having an estate plan is avoiding conservatorship if you become mentally incapacitated and probate when you pass on. Call me for a free consultation at 858-792-3444. That's 858-792-3444. Your family will be dealing with enough. So give me a call at 858-792-3444.
The number one myth with a reverse mortgage is that you can't keep your home. Hi, I'm Michelle Cole, and I'm here to tell you that is absolutely false. You can keep and stay in the home you love with better cash flow and maintain the lifestyle of your choice. If you or someone you love is over the age of 62, call me today at 858-344-5998 and I'll use my 30 plus years experience in lending to see if a customized reverse mortgage is the right solution for you. I'll even pay your appraisal fee. That's 858-344-5998-858-344-5998. Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. Every Army National Guard member serves not only to protect the nation, but also their local communities, so they each have a stake in the security and well-being of the neighborhoods where they live and work. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. Since the early days of our republic, the Army National Guard has continued its timeless commitment to guarantee peace and security for all Americans. Americans, a proud legacy which has endured for nearly four centuries. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. Selfless service, it's what inspires the men and women of the Army National Guard to be part of something greater than themselves. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the California Army National Guard. Aired by the California Broadcasters Association and this station. Message and data rates may apply. Warning. Texting while driving is illegal just about everywhere. So if you want to take advantage of a life-changing LASIK offer, pull over when you can, because a special opportunity is just one text away. The LASIK Vision Institute is offering absolutely free consultations and dramatically low prices on high-quality LASIK. Text the keyword VISION22 to 350350 to get the benefit of FDA-approved LASIK technology that gives the majority of patients 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. Text to schedule your free consultation to see if LASIK is right for you. When you text VISION22 to 350350, you'll also get an extra 20% discount off our already low-cost services. We've already performed over a million procedures. Today, it's your turn. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you've always wanted for a fraction of what others charge. This great offer is just a text away. Text VISION22 to 350350. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-22 to 350350. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170 if you'd like to be a part of the show. Um, that Me Too movement, man, it has really grown some legs and it's taken down uh, some people. Some people, um, you know, it's it's been great in some ways and not so great in others. Uh, I, I was concerned about the fact that with the Me Too movement, it had become to where every man was considered guilty until proven innocent. There are some a- allegations that really aren't necessarily sexual harassment or otherwise, but it's also had a great effect, one of which was today, because we had a leading anti-Trump guy, a future head of the uh, expected head of the Democrat Party, and the fact that somebody being groomed to run for president, somebody that's made it his mission, according to Mr. Hypocrite, uh, that he was going to make sure that President Trump knew that there was nobody above the law. Yet that's one of those old tweets that didn't uh, that didn't age well. And it's none other than New York Attorney General Schneiderman, who has been faced with accusations of four women 
who have, um, and there's supposedly actual physical evidence coming out against him. And once these accusations made public, he he hit the ground like a safe in an old cartoon. And joining me now to talk about this is none other than defense attorney out of Beverly Hills, David Katz. Hi, David. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Andrea, great to be on with you. How are you doing? Well, I'm great, thanks. I mean, when, it, when I asked to have you on the show, one of the things I was going to ask you about regarding Schneiderman um, was, you know, really um, these allegations are, are horrific. They are shocking. Um, they include slapping, punching, um, degrading uh, things like um, referring to one woman as his brown slave. Um, but I didn't know if they rose to the level of evidence. I'm hearing that there is actual physical evidence, and I don't know if that's true. What if there isn't? Can these well, accusations hold up in a court of law? What happens now? Well, obviously the allegations are horrific, and I think he had no choice but uh, to resign. Um, and, you know, some people um, sort of revel in these things, but, you know, it crosses all political aisles. You know, there was the Bill O'Reilly case. There are many cases, and as you say, um, I guess you've raised uh, questions, too. Uh, and in terms of standing up in a court of law, um, there apparently is some evidence. There might be an issue of the statute of limitations. Uh, we've talked about that before um, on some criminal charges. Uh, you know, that's the Bill Cosby case where there was only one case that actually still was viable under the statute of limitations. Some of the relationships, apparently romantic relationships, were four or five years old, but that's normally within the statute of limitations for an assault like this. Okay. Um, So let's say that there's not physical evidence, and you're being a defense attorney, um, you know, and I can kind of understand, um, first of all, a lot of people are saying today, why why didn't they come forth, or the fact that um, sooner... Uh, they're saying that they didn't come sooner because when, when they told people about these uh, these uh, situations and in these incidents, that they were pressured by people to not come forward because he's a Democrat and because he's powerful, and that the the Democrat Party and the good of the party was more important uh, than um, what was done to them. And if that's true, if that did happen, and right now we don't even have any evidence, but I, I tend to believe that that's true because I think that the message to many American women out there at, when it came to, to politics, if you look at the playbook from Bill and Hillary Clinton, look at what happened to those women when they came forth and accused Bill Clinton. He was the most powerful uh, man in the country at the time and a Democrat, and it was – look how they were destroyed. So in the defense of the women and – I've, and I've been one in the Me Too movement to say women need to come forth. You know, it, 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 you, you diminish your claim when you wait decades in some instances and come forth. Then it, your, your allegations become suspect. Your motives can become suspect. That's one thing I think that can be at play here. Oh, right. Andrea, I've represented, Andrea, I've represented people in cases like this. In some ways, this is not different. His prominence is different, but it's not that different from people I've represented on domestic violence claims. And uh, the best thing that police usually have is the 911 call. But as the evidence gets older, as it gets staler, um, you get allegations like in this one, apparently, as to one of the complainants, I believe the defense, I believe the defense is going to be, she struck me. Um, oh. And, uh, you know, there are, there are situations like that where the defense really is a mutual combat situation or a mutual role-playing situation or whatever it may be. So 
Um, and I know you always think I come at it from the criminal defense side of things, but I have sympathy for people on both sides. I mean, this is a human personal tragedy, whether it's him or it's O'Reilly or it's anyone else you can name. It's a deep personal tragedy. And I try to be attuned to that and figure out what the defense really is. I mean, the fact that right. someone says he struck me doesn't mean that she didn't strike him. Again, I'm not saying that about any of these particular people. Right. But if you don't have the 911 call, you don't have recent physical evidence, the prosecution has a problem. So my yeah. prediction would be that this would be a difficult case uh, going forward. Well, yeah, if there's not any physical evidence, it absolutely is. And, and that's another reason why the women need to make a claim. If you, are, if you are a victim of domestic violence, you need to make a claim. You need, And that includes going to the authorities because I don't think there is a 911 call. 911 call in this case because they, they were, according to Ronan Farrow, who has been you know dead on with his reporting in the past, they were pressured to not make any claim because of who he was politically. And his, his first excuse coming out and saying, well, yeah, there was role playing involved, that, that's a yeah, I, one person might call that role playing. Another person, uh, you know, uh, that's another way of saying, I guess, you know, I beat my my girlfriend up, you know. And and to me, I, I you can tell me if in a court of law, if a woman strikes a man first, if he then, let's say that happened, um, you know, it, does that then make it okay for a man to s- slap her until she calls him master? Absolutely not. But you know, Andrea, you know, there's proof beyond a reasonable doubt, and that's one of the bedrocks. And I know that you and your listeners believe in that because we'd have really anarchy if people could get railroaded on anything less than proof beyond a reasonable doubt. And that's a great protection so that, you know, we say that it's better that one guilty person go free um, than that uh, 10 innocent ones get locked up. And that's a deep, I think, conservative principle and a principle that's important. Well, it's and- absolutely mine. I want to jump in there because that is absolutely mine. It's one of the reasons why I do value defense attorneys. I could never represent somebody like uh, O.J. Simpson. I could never defend, uh, you know, people that, you know, have committed heinous acts it, like, you know, Hillary Clinton. And I know that, you know, you, you don't come on to be political. You're nonpartisan. You're here representing a, as cr- criminal defense. But I could never have defended like Hillary Clinton did a child rapist and then laugh about on top of it laugh about him you know passing a lie detector test there's just there you know but i do understand and value criminal defense because it is the the bulwark against an overreaching government that can be used to destroy us as is the case with with the Mueller investigation but i do have to jump in though and also uh, give some correction in, in terms of the bill o'reilly thing i do think that there is a difference in the me too movement one of the issues that i have with it is it, it has conflated things there is a difference between somebody in the workplace making a woman a little uncomfortable and a domestic violence situation in which a man is, is hitting a woman or, you know, demeaning her. I do think that there are different situations. Do you Andrew, not I'm, not, I'm not conflating the two. And these are very, very serious allegations. But having said that, you know, a criminal charge going forward. And according to The New Yorker, there is some evidence um, there are some of the uh, complainants of uh, the alleged victims went to doctors at the time. So obviously there's going to be inquiry into those medical records. But I think you pointed out correctly that nobody called 911. Nobody went to the authorities. And, and, and really, I think it's good advice yeah. uh, for the alleged victims that they come forward um, because it is uh, it, 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 for no other reason than it creates reasonable doubt that a defense attorney like me. And I've had people who were not in the O.J. Simpson situation They really had not done it. And thank goodness they had a good criminal defense attorney like me. I've gotten a lot of acquittals, including I tried one of these Me Too cases before Me Too. And guess what? 
the jury voted to acquit my client. That's after a fair hearing in court where everybody testified, including the alleged victim and my client. So, and I know that you have a, an open mind to that sort of thing, because that is the bulwark of our liberties. It is. And I believe in the, in the concept of innocent until proven guilty, because if we, and, and if we don't have that, if the prosecution does not have a burden of proof that's high, then, you know, then, then, you know, we don't have any liberties. And that's one of the things that concerns me again with this Mueller investigation, where we've got an investigation that's not based on on probable cause of a crime, but it's just based on in search of a crime. And, you know, and and that really concerns me. I value so much our liberties and I value our justice system that's based on the notion of innocent until proven guilty. And that there must be uh, promise. Yeah, final thought. Investigation, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, that one's going to ultimately, I think, end up in the hands of Congress. Um, that's going to be the the prosecutive agency, if you want to call it that, and that's going to be the the trial in the Senate if it happens. And the whole world will see the evidence. And if there's really compelling evidence, like there was in the Nixon case, that's one thing. If there's not compelling evidence, that's another thing. And I know there's an awful lot of politics. But I believe that that one will come down to the good judgment of the Congress persons and the senators. So, well, yeah, I think I think it might. I, I'm just I am somebody that um, who did toy actually with the idea of going to law school at one uh, one time because our justice system me it means that much to me. I, I am I am very passionate about it, and you know, and I would be, and I can tell you, and that without question, I would be saying this right now about this Mueller investigation and my concerns with a government that is using. A, tyrannical means to to criminalize somebody and to go after somebody strictly for political reasons if it was a democrat because to me that's you know our, our government and tyranny and our individual leader, uh, freedoms that are protected with the US constitution cross both party lines for me and you know, I, I worked with the Reagan administration and the uh, prosecutor who hired me is on the ninth circuit uh, court of appeals and you know talking about the ninth circuit court of appeals there was a judge who had to resign Yes. From the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, just within the last six months on account of, uh, you know, these kinds of allegations. So it it rains on both sides of the aisle. Yes. Well, David Katz, thank you so much for being here. I had wanted to uh, also talk, uh, we ran out of time, but I also wanted to talk a little bit about Rosie O'Donnell and the fact that, uh, you know, Dinesh D'Souza spent six months in the pokey, might have been a halfway house, but the man was taken, he was prosecuted and had to defend himself and that cost him a lot of money. And, you know, he was taken out of his life and sent somewhere and incarcerated for six months on one campaign, one uh, over expenditure, one violation of campaign finance. I guess Rosie O'Donnell's done it five times used four different names and four different addresses and uh, nobody's coming after her i think that we need to have the same set of laws for everybody in this country whether they're republican or democrat whether they're a celebrity or not agreed well i agree with that but don't go too far out on the plank on this one because apparently um the changes in her name were things like rosie o'donnell without the apostrophe with the apostrophe if she were really trying to hide something or do something on to a straw person those were the allegations against D'Souza, who pled guilty to them. Um, and uh, so uh, uh, there are a lot of people saying that there are some differences, not, not just people on the left. There are people saying that there are some real differences because she is not alleged to have done this through straw people. Uh, and the changes in the name are the difference between O'Donnell with a small d, a big d, and with or without the apostrophe. Well, I, I hear you there, and, I, and I, I think there should just be an investigation into it. I, I don't typically misspell my own name. Um, but we can give her the. We, I guess. I guess we should give her the benefit of the doubt if we're if we're following the lines of innocent until proven guilty. Always fun to have you on the show. I look forward to having you back.
My pleasure, Andrea. Thank you. Thank you, David Katz. All right, now stay tuned. I got a question for y'all. What happens when the military actually gives equal treatment to women and treats them equally out there in training and in uh, on the battlefield? Hmm. Interesting, the feminist response to that. More Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Sacrifice. When you have children, sacrifice just comes with the territory. You sacrifice a new outfit for a new baseball glove. You sacrifice a romantic getaway for a summer missions trip. You sacrifice because you love your child and you want them to have every advantage. Let us help you lessen the sacrifice it takes to send your child to the finest private school in San Diego by half. That's right. When you go to am1170theanswer.com, you'll find half-off tuitions for schools ranging from preschool all the way to high school. And you won't have to sacrifice hours in the car either. Our partner schools are located throughout San Diego County. Chances are there's one near you. You want the best for your child. And here at AM 1170 The Answer, we're ready to help with half-off tuitions to private schools. Explore your options with schools like Valley Christian School, Victory Christian Academy, and Vista Christian School. Visit AM 1170 The Answer or call 844-800-5757, 844-800-5757, or am1170theanswer.com. We have a new home loan program for the self-employed borrower. You need to hear this. Hi, I'm Chris Tyler, self-employed mortgage specialist at Right Choice Mortgage. Being self-employed myself, I know how difficult it is to get a home loan, so we came up with a solution. Instead of using your tax returns or W-2s to get approved, we'll use your personal or business bank statements and use your deposits as income. No P&Ls required. This self-employed mortgage program will help you get a bigger loan at a better rate. Call now, 855 464 4774. This is not hard money. Rates are in the threes and fours. 855-464-4774. So if you're self-employed and want to buy a house, get cash out, or just lower your payment, call me now, Chris Tyler. 855-464-4774. It's 855-464-4774. Licensed by the BRE 01943736 and NMLS 1132583, an equal opportunity lender. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Buy your copy or register for our next conference at bobwalters.net. Every great team has a great coach. Every great coach has a great strategy. Let Al Arias and the AV Arias Company create the winning tax strategy for your small business. Instead of waiting until the fourth quarter to create your tax strategy playbook, don't let the IRS blow the whistle on your financial growth and profitability. Contact Al Arias and the AV Arias Company to set up your tax strategy huddle by calling 619-296-2123 or visit avariasco.com. That's A-V-A-R-I-A-S-Co.com. 
in America, someone coming from nothing really can create unlimited success for themselves and their family. Larry Elder, the sage from South Central here with my friend Aaron, founder of California Deluxe Windows, a true American success story. Aaron, I've recommended you to my friends, and they are so happy with the work you've done. Thank you, Larry. That really means a lot. We all know Larry is one of the smartest and most discerning people. So if you are selecting windows and doors, listen to Larry's sage advice and call California Deluxe Windows. We'll do for you what we did for Larry's friend and family. For the best quality windows and doors made in America, call Aaron at California Deluxe Windows. Ask about 20% off your entire order and one-year interest-free financing. California Deluxe Windows, 888-NEW-WINDOWS. 888-NEW-WINDOWS. He will indeed say, Your house can be covered with potato chips, and we wouldn't crack one. CSLB number 774518. Some restrictions apply. AM 1170, The Answer. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Rolling along. This is our final segment on Taco Tuesday. The primaries are getting interesting. Um, Mar- it looks like Marcy has been projected to win the West Virginia Senate race over that crazy uh, weirdo Blankenship dude. Um, but you know, we got some we got some California primaries coming up in June, and we are going to be a part of a great event on the seventeenth. If you're in San Diego or in Southern California, please come to this event. It's going to be super fun. It's the um, meet and greet event. Um, it's the, actually it's called the candidates get to know you forum presented by the Del Mar Seacoast Republican women federated. I'm going to be doing my show live from the Del Mar country club from six to seven. Then we're going to have a meet and greet where you get to ask questions and listen to the candidates for the 49th congressional district. This is Daryl Isis seat, hugely important. You definitely want to come to this event. You've got to register in advance though, because they do not give tickets at the door. You're going to have to have your name listed so that you can even actually get into the venue. So call and reserve your seat, 858-481-8904. That's 858-481-8904. It does cost $25 to get in because there's cocktails and hors d'oeuvres. It's going to be super fun. I'm going to be there. Can't wait to see you there. Okay. In the latest gender bending, the lefts, you get to choose your gender. There's nothing, there's no, uh, it's not, you know, it's your choice to be it. But then women also have to be treated equally and be given protections. It's all very confusing. It makes your, makes your head hurt, right? Well, the military here in the United States said that when they allowed women into combat, that they wouldn't change anything for them. And then sure enough, they turned right around the most important physical exam. They said, you don't have to pass it in order to, you know, pass boot camp. All right. Well, you know what? We got to be careful as to what our military uh, is paying attention to overseas. You know, the left wants to turn us into Europe, right? So, you know, so goes Europe. Well, right now in Britain, you might say to me, well, this just happened in Britain. We don't have to worry about it here. But at Army soldier in Britain, we have to worry about what's happening over there because that's what the left wants to emulate here. Everything that's every all the lefty moves here have all been done over in Europe. All right. Well, what what happened in Britain is a soldier is actually being court-martialed because get this DJ care. Yeah, DJ care sticks like what he's being court-martialed because he dared to treat a woman equally and treat her like a man. He made her cry yelling at her DJ carrot sticks. Well, isn't that what they should be doing in boot camp? Shouldn't they be putting you under stressful conditions? That's the whole point. Because you know what? It ain't easy going into war. 
And you know what? If you go fall apart and start crying in boot camp, you ain't got any business to be taking up weapons and be going into war. This is absolutely outrageous. And you know what? This is coming here to to America right now. We've already relaxed our requirements physically on the battlefield. And this is what we're going to be doing here in this country by letting women in. Because you know what? Don't tell me you get to pick your sex. There is a difference between men and women. That's why we we don't typically see men falling apart and crying in boot camp. Do we, DJ Karasticks? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? (laughs) (laughs) there's no crying in baseball. And you know what? There shouldn't be any crying in boot camp. And if there is, you ain't got the goods. Now I've only got about a minute left, but there's a major story coming out of San Diego that is very relevant. I don't know if you heard this one, DJ carrot sticks, uh, Channel 10 News is reporting that a high school senior from Chula Vista has been charged with rec- recruiting other juveniles to smuggle drugs across the border. And this same kid was caught smuggling a Mexican national and another country national in his trunk. Yeah. We need to seal the dang border, and we need a border wall, and we need to vigorously prosecute anybody, including high school kids. Because you know what? He ain't the first to do it. In fact, we had a dreamer that was busted at the San Clemente checkpoint recently for smuggling in people. We need to get serious. Jessica Tarloff said today, you know what? Bringing people here, it's a crime of love. It's just a crime of love. It's crazy. It's insane. We need we need some serious reform here. Hey, it's it's an act of love for y'all to join me every night from six to seven, and I just appreciate it so much. Thank you uh, to my guest. Thank you to DJ Carrot Sticks. Thank you all, and I will be right back here tomorrow night, six to seven. The Andrea K Show is sponsored by Andrea K.